Podcast, a division of Space Action Heroes, a webcomic you can find at spaceactionheroes.com. I'm Denise Owen Shama. Uh, I'm Chris Carson. Uh, Say Carson, you look a little worse for wear today. Yeah, just as a just as a little preamble, <laughs> I uh, got a puppy six days ago, so I've I normally sound pretty stupid on this podcast, but this particular podcast. <laughs> I'll be sounding much. Me and two thirds of the audience are like, "What's the problem?" But like a third of the audience who owns dogs are like, "Just like shit, <laughs> right?" Oh, what yeah. do you want? Six, it's six and a half weeks old, so it's still like puppy. Like, and I've so. seen, I've seen you in a state. I've seen you rather hammered before, but you're like, <laughs> you're like rough for wear. Right now, I, I mean, I've so my whole life just genetically, I've always had like darkish circles under my eyes. But right now, I imagine I look like some sort of. Cracked out raccoon. <laughs> it gets insane. It's not that bad. It's more so I'm saying that you're drinking a thing of Canada dry tonic. Yeah, whatever. Water. Canada dry tonic water. I developed a, a little bit of a taste for it. It's fucked up. It's at, least, at least mix it with something as psycho. Speaking, I think it's just the sugar. I'm just like, mm, sugar. Mm. Oh, yeah, especially at this point. Speaking of psychos. Sleep deprived psychos. Yeah. This week, we're the, talking about a very special film. <laughs> Was that your Stephen Hawking impression? That was that was my Stephen King impression, ironically. Ah, uh, okay. Joker! Joker! The Todd Phillips masterpiece. <laughs> Joker. I think we Starring have... Starring Joaquin uh, Phoenix. Ja- Jaqueen Phoenix. I think we have um, a differing opinion on the Joker a little bit. Yeah, it seems like it. Because <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed it. Okay. I, I really did dig it. Well, should we... How should we delve into this? Brief um, synopsis... A, a man down his luck in 1982, 90, I don't know if they ever actually say the year, which I really liked. That, that it almost had that <clears throat> Burton-esque timelessness to it. Sure. Because they never specifically say what year it is, but everything just looks old and grimy. Yeah, that's true. I love the Gotham City in this movie. The the 80s Gotham version. The, the quote-unquote 80s Gotham, because it's just so fucking gross looking. Right, like, right. Like, it feels like somewhere that needs a Batman. Yeah, 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 that's true. Or, like, it's, this city's ready to burst and all yeah. that shit. I think it's, like, next to the... the Animated series Gotham and the Tim Burton Gotham. This Gotham holds up, I, th- I think. Sure. It looked a lot like, yeah, like Nolan's version, but like dirty. It, yeah, it was like Nolan's it version with a paintbrush of comic book on it. It reminded me of, um, like, I don't know, surprisingly, I went to New York City in 1991, mm-hmm. and I still remember being in Times Square where people were like huddled around garbage cans and <laughs> right, fire. Right, right. It was in a rough state. But like yeah, they they really that's the one thing I will give this movie the they nailed the the aesthetic of like a gritty eighties Gotham. I'm like oh it's so good. Do you know where they shot it? Do they shoot it in Toronto? I want to say it was Chicago. Cause I remember seeing oh, Chicago almost two years ago now. Them filming that scene where he's in that spoilers he gets hit by the car hit again. By the car. Um, and I remember I want to say that was uh, it was either the big three Chicago, Philadelphia, or New York. It was one of those three. Which is, which is the filthiest current city? Well, in I'm America. trying to think which one has the that uh, L train kind of. He was underneath the gantry, wasn't he? Like the because that's so where they shot the Dark Knight. Then, uh, well, I think New York still has them. I think somewhere, but it's not operational. Or I know there's the High Line in New York. Mm. That's a decommissioned one that has mm. a park on it. But I'm ninety percent sure there's at least one or two subway lines in the north that. 
have, still have that overpass. That thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I For some reason, and, and again, I'm sleep-deprived, but I thought it was Toronto for some reason. Did they shoot some stuff in Toronto? Maybe some pickups. Maybe some pickups uh, or some something. I could, stuff, be, I could be 100% wrong on that. Okay. But, um, so you didn't really dig it. Can you, like, is there a pinpoint to it? Uh, no, man. It's just kind of, like, overall, I guess my biggest problem with it is that, like, it's a sequence of things that facilitate you, you. You know, first of all, exactly where it's going. There's no doubting that this guy is clearly going to fall off the deep end at the end. Well, it's called Joker. Yeah. Well, I mean, but let's pretend like we didn't. I'm trying to think of a better of an example, like because I don't see this as like a comic book movie. No, no, no. You know, the way like you go into Batman knowing this dude's going to put on the cowl and beat the shit out of you. I think even this they is called, said it's a it's a Joaquin Phoenix movie with Joker. With in Joker, it. and that's the problem I have with it. it was just kind of trying to have its cake and eat it too in a mm. lot of ways with that shit. Where it was a story about a dude who's just like whose society failed, mm-hmm. really. Like he wasn't really a bad dude. It's just society, the world he was in, and like the real f- fucking enemy of this movie is cuts to fucking the funding for the, public for, health yeah. and shit, and for kind of health. Thomas Wayne <laughs> and kind of Thomas. They just Wayne. inverted it, which um, I kind of liked. But I just to me at the end of it, I was like, he's not the Joker. This guy, he's just a, no. He's an interpretation. Of, he's a one shot. He's, he's like a, vampire. Exactly. Batman. He's just like this fucking dude. Who just happens to become the guy that we saw on the poster? Mm. Not, I don't really see him as like being a powerful character or like a fucking by any stretch of the imagination exhibiting anything that the Joker exhibits in terms of like he's a super villain in the Rose Gallery. Even well, if I this is his, his origin story, I'm just like, but he's just a dude. Who, yeah, I don't know. It was a mentally unstable dude who stopped taking his medication, so he goes off the rails and kills a guy. I'm like, that's. Not a story to me. That's not a fucking movie. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I guess because it's not. It's it's completely standalone. Yeah, they, they they may even do a sequel, maybe, and just further adventures of this character. So I didn't I didn't go into it with any kind of comic book lens of yeah. like he's he's the Dark Knight's greatest rogue or he has he's a super brilliant genius or anything. I just sort of went into it to see an exploration of madness. And sure. On that level, I think it succeeded really well for me. The the um the the avenue to go to a tipping point that there's no return from, and how a character can get there, I found incredibly fascinating. Mm. And just just and I like that they didn't beat you. Like I heard some people complaining like that they they weren't obvious enough with things. I think that's that's used. I think it's going in with the the comic book movie mentality of like, well, I need to be beat over the head with what's going on. Sure, because they just peppered in his motivations and peppered in his reasoning like a fucking indie film. Right. And I really dug that. I right. really dug that it just felt like, because it, it, I think it cost like $50 million to make or something. Right. So it was it was almost like they, they f- tricked Warner Brothers. Like, we, we want to make a movie about a psychopath's descent into madness. Hey, can we just make it the Joker? Cool. Great. We, now we have brand recognition. We can get it out That's there. That's the problem. Like, if it was like any other movie, I'm like, yeah, it was an all right movie. But the fact that you try to push it as like it's the Joker origin story, I'm like, it's it's. Did they push it as that though? Because I remember an interview with Todd Phillips. He right said front uh, and center takes up the whole screen, the opening title card. Like no, no, but like the, um, Todd Phillips said he based it a lot off, uh, a lot off the Killing Joke, where in the line, um, "If I'm going to have a history, I prefer it to be multiple, multiple choice." Yeah. So um, the final scene in the movie when he when he's talking about you, you wouldn't get the joke. We're spoilers now. Um, when in the very end of the movie, Jaqueen Phoenix says, or Arthur Fleck says, who's not even Arthur Fleck. I like that they kept him a mystery. He's an mm. orphan. Right. Um, I that and he movie. laughs and he is not his manic laugh. And they said, that's the first time he's laughing in the movie, actually laughing. He only right. laughs actually once. And they really want to play on the idea that 
that the movie could have been just a story he was telling his psychiatrist in the psych ward. And that kind of goes with like the whole Deadpool changes the course of the movie in the closing credits for the. I guess, but I that's mean, how that's I like, kinda, that's I like just like about the Sixth Sense, though, isn't it? But but the Sixth Sense is like okay, that that's clearly from one character's perspective. We have a verifiable source and an unreliable character. So like Bruce Willis is our unreliable character, and all of a sudden. Haley Joel Osment, you rewatch that movie, he tells him straight up and down, I see dead people, right? Mm. The Joker's entirely from one person's vantage point. Well, we get so hints like, of it with his girlfriend. But that's just it. When it got to the point where his girlfriend, it turned out, didn't have a relationship with him whatsoever. Oh, he was just fucking insane. He was just fucking crazy and imagining the whole thing. So I'm like, so how much of this is in his head now? Right. But like, I, I see, I liked that. It's, it's like the Kaiser Soze plot yeah. twist, but without showing he's in the courtroom yeah. all the time. I liked the, the, the move that in the final scene of the movie, you're going... Wait, was this all bullshit? Is this the Joker fucking? Is that the joke? Is that he was just fucking? He was just fucking. This whole story was just him fucking with us. I kind of dug that. I, I appreciated that. That bugs me. I don't know. That's yeah. just gonna be, to me. That comes off as just like we wanted to come up with something that was kind of a Joker origin story. Like the, just the ham fisted way. What like trying to tie in the Wayne family for the fiftieth oh. time? I'm like, okay, how small is this fucking city? How many that, times are her pearls gonna get ripped off? Oh my god. <laughs> No, I have to, I, as a caveat, because I did really enjoy it, but I do want to say right off the bat, the Waynes shouldn't have been in it. It shouldn't have been in it. Because even when you look at his motivation uh, with his mother and, and, and losing yes. his sight, he didn't need to be there. And that really felt to me like a studio note. It was really, and that's one of the things that took it down a grade for me. I was like, mm -hmm. why are you shoehorning in? That takes this, it down a grade for me too. Yeah, you know, this whole subplot about him potentially being Batman's half-brother, but oh no... He's we not. still leave him like ambiguous because we can't fucking shit on that part of the Joker's origin. But story. then also, like, I'm, as much as I hated the Waynes being in it, it could have been another rich family and added to the layer of yeah of, of confusion and like I didn't mind that they played up that he was maybe Bruce Wayne's half brother because it could have been Richie Rich and it's just still the idea of they all the lies been, compounded on. They could have been like he was lies. adopted by the Cobblepot family, or, right? You know what I mean, or something like that. I didn't. I didn't mind that that it was a, so twisty that he was just constantly learning the truth he thought was real wasn't, and it was pushing him farther and farther over the edge. And then again, like we said, it all ends up if maybe it's none of it's true. I really, I don't know. I like, I liked it. That drove me nuts, man. The second it got to like that Fight Club reveal, like Zazie Beats is like. Wait a minute, you're Arthur Fleck from down the hall. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it, like, yeah. how much of this is this bullshit then? Like, it's yeah. it's a non-movie at that point to uh, me. And I'm like, ah. That's fair. Um, I also made the mistake of, mm. you know, because Scorsese was producing and it had, like, you know, facets of um, Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. Wasn't De Niro great, though? I watched the two of them. yeah. And it just, it, I don't know, to me, it just be, this is just a giant homage with clown makeup mm. after a certain point. Mm. Because you're watching a scrawny dude who's falling down. Spoilers for Taxi Driver and fucking King of Comedy. These ancient, ancient movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, Taxi Driver, Travis Bickle, former Marine who comes back to New York in the 80s and has to, because he's running, he's trying to get so much money, he's doing all these jobs in, like, the worst parts of fucking 1980s New York City. He eventually reaches the breaking point and goes on this, not even anti-hero mission. His intent is to kill. But he's killing horrible people. But he's he, basically the Punisher. A, but the thing is, his intent, his original intent is to kill Pal... I re, when I rewatched it, this is a whole subplot I forgot about. He's into fucking Civil Shepherd. Mm -hmm. She rejects him. And then so he's like, well, then fuck everything that she believes in, including this Palatine motherfucker. That's where he starts going on this quest to kill... 
the the nominee that that one dude mm-hmm. when that goes south then he decides then he goes to go save Jodie Foster kill all the pimps because he has all these guns he's like well I want I got a gun hard on with gotta him. shoot someone so I'm gonna go shoot Harvey Cartel and I'm just like okay so that at least has some sort of anti-hero closure because you're like he saves the girl in the end mm-hmm. again might be in his head Mm-hmm. has all this closure that like there's a reason oh Taxi Driver? yeah I don't think it was in, you mean the final blip shot? yeah yeah I always interpreted that as being uh, that he because that he, we were left thinking he's better yeah I always interpreted that as no he's not he's not because uh, again there's that quick shot where he looks at them for like, his face is all red but having said that at least at that movie there's there's a purpose to all of that shit King of Comedy is I've never seen the King of Comedy Dude, you you saw it, but with clown makeup. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like it's all about De Niro, and he 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 finds this uh a late night talk show host that he's obsessed with, play with Jerry Lewis. So he meets him outside the show in the first five minutes. Like there's fans mobbing him, so he breaks him off, and he jumps in the limo with Jerry Lewis, and he's just like, "Listen, I'm a huge fan of your work. My name's uh, Artie Pumpkin. Mm. I'm, I'm a stand up comedian. You have to see my stuff." And slowly, as we get to know this guy, like they're like, "Okay, well." You have to go through the procedures, right? You have to, like, talk to an agent and all that shit. You have to send us a tape. As we go into Artie's life, you realize this dude's fucking nuts. Mm. Like, he has cardboard cutouts of Jerry Lewis in his living room. Doesn't he have his own little Harley Quinn, too? Um, kind mm. of. There's this chick he's seeing in the bar. She's more like Zazie Beats in the film. Okay. In uh, uh, Joker. So anyways, the long short of it is that he goes on the, the network. He kidnaps fucking Jerry Lewis, blackmails his way onto the show, no one knows where he is. His demands are like, I have to be able to do my set and, and then I'll I'll tell you where he is. Right, right. We don't see his set. It's kind of interesting the way they stage it. So it cuts right before he starts and it ends with him walking off stage. Then he goes to a bar to see the girl that she's, she's trying to impress. And at this point, she's like, you're fucking crazy. Stay away from me. So he just flips the TV on and he watches his set and he crushes it. He's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, and everyone loves him. So I'm like, again, there's payoff to like all that shit that that dude went to. The commentary being that like, you know, sometimes media sensationalism and celebrity worship mm-hmm. is a fucking terrible thing. The movie ends with him getting a career out of it. He goes to Insane Asylum for a bit. And then but he when he's to, out, he book deal, late night show, everything. The Joker movie, I have a hard time seeing like, okay, so you took... A guy who's mentally unstable and a failure, and, and wants fa- nothing more than to uh, than uh, than to be appreciated. But like, and then taking so him off his meds, he does his big bow at the end. His, he loves to dance. I get it. He's a big fan of his white boy dancing. I love that dance though. But like to me, it's just like you're watching a dude just slowly devolve into a killer. I guess that's not what I what bugged me the most, as it was the the real push of like it became a movement. Mm-hmm. That I don't really see how fucking killing three Wall Street dudes would start oh. this V for Vendetta movement of people wearing clown masks. There's been times in history where <laughs> once the act of this of disobedience has sparked a, a sure, but like if it becomes a plot point, like he wants to be seen, so he's he's posing Christ like at the end of the movie on top of the fucking cab, and people are cheering him on. So I'm like, okay, but you didn't earn this moment. It mm. doesn't make any sense to me. How, like the series of events, why the fuck? Would Robert De Niro invite a dude who bombed at a comedy club onto his show so he could assassinate him and start the riot? Like, we wanted that ending, but the steps it took to get him... The same with, like, the whole Thomas Wayne thing. I'm like, you're giving him reasons to go nuts, mm-hmm. but they're not... They're just facilitating that end that we need of him being the Joker. It didn't string together or really make sense to me. I'm like, why the fuck is any of this happening? Like, you're just, you're taking a, a caged animal, a, a wild dog, and poking it with a stick, and then trying to make me surprised whenever it jumps out of the cage and bites me in the balls. I'm like, no, I 
I get it, but mm-hmm. like it just it, to me it just there was no not subversion, not subtlety, but like there was no reason to any of it. I just have a heart like the second I came out of the theater, I was thinking about it. And I was just like, why did any of that need to happen? Mm. Why was that the story of the been. Joker? Like, what did that a Joker? Yeah, of it's it's a Joker. I would have in my head, and I don't want to be that guy who rewrites the end of the movie, but like because he keeps at the end. Putting the gun to his head. Going, because the whole the plan was to kill himself on live TV. Exactly. To make but, his death mean something, yeah. But then all of a sudden... He, he just snaps. He yeah. goes on this expositionary rant about why his character is his character. Like, people don't pay attention to me! And he yeah. shoots De Niro. I thought it would have been way more sound if he just went full Bud Court. Uh, just a disclaimer, if you're a squeamish stomach, don't Google search Bud Court. But if you don't... You ever seen Bud Court? Is that the old the old time footage? Yeah, the dude blowing his brains out. His head collapses. That ending and just cutting to the riot, I think, would have made me happier. Mm. Of just being like, oh, there was a reason to all that. That dude's slow descent into madness ended with him starting a movement because he did something like astounding on television, killed himself, and he kind of becomes like you know a, a symbol of what that. Of what you know, pure chaos in that city could be. Then he, but then you. Close- it wasn't really about chaos. So that's more the Heath Ledger joke. Well, maybe not chaos, but necessarily like people didn't give a shit about this dude. He was willing to literally die for his cause. You've just opened the floodgates. He didn't him. have a cause though. He even says he says I don't. I'm not political. I don't have a cause. He just wants to be famous. That's all he wants. And I think that's why. I, that's why. That's I'm all. Like but it. I love that simplicity of like because, I mean. That speaks to so many people in in 2019. Right, a, a generation raised thinking that we, we're special when we're not. Uh, that and all he wants is to be special. That whole subplot kind of like you could feel like they're like we're talking about 2019, even though it looks like the 80s. 1980s, yeah, 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 for sure. Well, it had to speak to, to contemporary. Yes, audiences. totally. Yeah. Like especially like the whole like kill the rich one percenter kind of oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I don't, to me it just it just it was missing a little something to make me actually give a shit about what and exactly I knew was going to happen. Like, mm. you see the trailer, you look at the poster, you're introduced well, in the, the first five too. minutes, I'm just like, okay. It's fucking the the he- trailer showed way too much. I remember going, mm. I remember watching the second trailer, and I went, oh, I feel like I've seen this movie. They made that fucking mistake that Warner Brothers makes, where they showed, it's like the same the mistake Sony makes, where like, oh, there's the whole, f- I know Bobby De Niro's going to get shot on live TV, so it was no surprise. Right, right. When Bobby De Niro gets shot on live TV, because where else could that have gone with the Joker going on his show? Also, why would that dude want to become a stand-up comedian? Um, I don't know. Bring joy into people's lives? That's a terrible his fucking always, idea. his mother always told him uh, he was going to, love, but I love that scene, though, when he's in the stand- the comedy club laughing at all the wrong times and yeah. doing his notes, his psycho I like notes. when he's watching it, because not when he's, he's performing. Showing that he, yeah, when he's watching he's it. He's off. Because he just doesn't understand. I think because his mother's always told him his, his point in life because he was always laughing as a baby because his stepfather chained him to a radiator and beat his head and gave him brain damage so right. he can't stop laughing. And he has, I love his little card. <laughs> it's like, I have a condition. Right. But then um, he just doesn't understand jokes so he's just writing in his book like, what's funny, what's funny. It just felt like his only uh, thought process of how he can fulfill this destiny his mother laid on right. him, who's been drugging him his whole life and fucking him up his whole life, right. was to be a comedian, because how else can you just go out to make people laugh? That's why he was a clown. Right. He was a clown because he couldn't be a com- comic, so he, what's, what's the... He's un- supposed to bring joy into people's lives. Life. So he's just looking for oh, outputs to, to bring joy into people's life, and then he just fails. So there's a little bit of Thor of, over. like, he's not... Everyone fails at the person they're supposed to be kind of thing. Right. Mm. And then the person he's meant to be, which is, which is I think, indicative of that line of, I thought my life 
was a tragedy, but now I know it's a fucking comedy right before he smothers his mother to death. Right, right. But what are some plus points? What are some plus points? He, he crushed it. His Queen Phoenix is, is amazing. Shit. Like, I... There are times, like, I just forgot I was watching him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, which is hard to say because it's him without a shirt, waving his mug in the camera, like, inches away. Like, these yeah. extreme closes and shit. But, like, he sold that fucking performance, yeah. like, well, hard. It's, it's, a, it's a testament to an actor to be able to be the fifth live-action interpretation yeah, oh, of a Jesus. character yeah, and yeah. still be completely, completely unique and original. Mm-hmm. Unlike, say, Jared Leto, who just fucking bombed that role so hard. But... <laughs> It gave me a new appreciation, objectively, for Jared Leto. Because when you look at it, it's like crazy animated uh, uh, comic book version is the 1960s Joker. Yep. 1980s is tough guy, mafia guy. Yep. who just falls in acid and goes crazy. And then it's anarchist, uh, ex-soldier probably, just mm. pure, just only wants anarchy. Then it's what an actual gang boss because he is the prince of crime the clown prince of crime he drives around a lamborghini for god's sake tattoos and his grill would be a 2019 king of of gangs and i think that's why i didn't mind it people gave it so much shit his performance but i was just like he looks like the dude from diane word and if the dude from yeah. diane word was a fucking psychopath clown yeah he would look exactly like the way jared leto did like yeah. he has the same mentality of just this playboy look at me lifestyle right shit. i i felt he was more of a joker thug than the joker but at least it was an original interpretation and and that's why i like jaqueen phoenix's approach because it he muddled through all of that and said, now I'm just, just going to find a completely new way, a new seed right. to grow this Joker tree from. And I really like what he did with it. I'm, try, I'm trying to think of some shitty things about it so we can meet. If you can, if you can come up with some good things you liked, and I'll think of some shitty... I hated the Wains. I, we already said I, that. Yeah, we, I, mean, I don't know. The, why every... Like, I don't know. It feels like Star Wars. We all mentioned Skywalker and every fucking Star Wars. It's like, really? Yeah. And again, it comes back to the fucking Waynes seeing again. Him, seeing the... Pro, like, was it a... Do you think it was a joke? Because, honestly, the hearing... Cause I have no great respect or anything for Todd Phillips, hangover guy. But he also made... Or Todd Phillips, right? Yeah. But he also made Borat. So, I mean, he's pretty... Oh, Borat's great. Right. So, Borat's he's... Famous. I have nothing... No problems with him. He just had a f- trilogy franchise to make billions of dollars from. He went with it. Yeah. Can't blame the guy for that. But um, hearing him talk about the movie he'd seen, like, apparently, I don't actually know how to pronounce his name, so that's why I keep calling him Jaqueen Phoenix. It's Joaquin. Is, wa- is that it? Joaquin. Just Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah. Um, he was bitching about it in an interview, about, like, I think the stupidest thing is they put the Waynes in, and then the director was kind of like, the way he's talking about the rest of the movie yeah. really made it feel like that was forced into them. Yeah. But then... Here's the thing, and I know I'm going to sound like... Because usually I'm the one shitting on stuff. Yeah. We're in a bit of a role reversal <laughs> right is, now. It is, right? But um, I would love if this kick-started a new DCU. Just this weird, low-budget, artsy DC Cinematic Universe. Because where it would completely destroy the arc of the character to bring this character back, I kind of want to see Jaqueen Phoenix going up against sexy vampire Batman. Hmm. I kind of want to see that happen. <laughs> but the thing is, at that point, like, if we do go that route, ra- see, like, I don't know, man. I don't think it works. I no? think I don't think you can pull a Batman story out of that. That movie is so uniquely, it's Because well, it would be 20 years later. Well, it's also, it's, it's like this weird character study mm-hmm. movie that, like, the second I, you take him out of that and just make him into a two-dimensional fucking cartoon no, villain. No, I thought about it. I thought of it uh, earlier today, how you could do a sequel with him. Mm. Because clearly, uh, Joaquin Phoenix would not want anything to do with playing that character in some sort of Batman movie. Right. But if you said, your character's only going to be in it for like 20 minutes of screen time, and the thing is, your whole arc was you wanted fame, you wanted the spotlight, 
you want to be the center of attention, you want a following, you finally got it, you achieved the dream of so many millennials who are just fucking miserable now because we didn't get what we wanted. Now imagine someone comes along and takes that spotlight from you. Oh, it becomes about Batman. And that's the fucking Batman. That could work. And how his, his just, like, I'm not going to allow this to happen. It'd be like an, an old... An old actor and a young, hot actor. Or... I was going to think, like, you know, whenever uh, the family has another kid. Right. The, the little kid gets to the older all sibling. All the attention gets, Yeah, gets all pissed off. And I think that, be interesting. that would be an interesting way to kind of approach his his uh, dynamic with the Batman. Did you ever see the Lego Batman movie? I hate that movie. The only thing I liked <laughs> about it, I thought was legit funny, was the... The, the relationship? The Joker's motive would be perfect sense. Just the sense that Batman's like, you're not my number one villain. Yeah. Like, I like to fight around. Yeah. And the Joker's just like, we don't have something? Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. he feels like he has to go on this crazy... The, con- the conception, I like the idea behind it, but watching the movie, it felt like an hour and a half long toy advertisement. Oh, it was. It's and called it, the Lego fucking movie. It, bu- <laughs> it just bugged me, the pure, like... I don't know. I think this movie, and I don't want to shit on anyone who doesn't like it. I don't want to shit on anyone who yeah. fucking loves it. Because right. I didn't... I'm not gaga over this movie i just mm-hmm. i thought it was really good um but it just doesn't fit for for like comic book people it doesn't fit into the marvel formula and then for like taxi driver people it's not that deep either yeah so it has this midline That's, that walks between them yeah but i'm okay with it because i'm like hey it's in the right direction for me because i'm so fucking sick of marvel movies sure if this is a step towards more independent cinema styled superhero outings yeah i'm fucking down for that i was thinking that on the way here i'm like if that's the mass takeaway from this is that it it pushes us in a direction like like logan did logan right. without logan you don't get to deadpool without deadpool you don't get to joker exactly so i like to think that this was just pushing the piece the pieces in the in another direction mm-hmm. but that is you 100 percent nailed it that is the problem i have with it where it's like it was one foot trying to be a, a comic book movie one foot trying to be the scorsese movie so you just kind of end up with this tepid version of both. in the middle of the two and i'm with like a, with a performance that deserves an oscar in the middle of it yeah which i think elevates the whole damn he, thing he locks it all down but then the problem with that too is that you kind of just end up with everyone orbiting around this guy and I don't give a shit about anyone else in that movie but that guy I guess that's fair when the opening credit sequence is the size of the screen just says Joker exactly I think he's in every almost every I think he's frame. in he's the only characters in every single scene yeah yeah which I guess it makes sense it makes sense because again like it's just a massive character study about this one guy but like Zazzy Beats I'm like I love you to death but I'm like you didn't have to be here like if, if you well, remove any one of those subplots to me I'm like they're so dismissible and interchangeable I'm like I don't give a shit yeah. like it's just I needed this dude to well, put he, he needed, to snap yeah he needed his uh, his reasons his and checklist I, and I guess just like having a, that's what brings it down for me is like a failed relationship and the Wayne family I'm like really those are like the top two and his mother lying to him his whole life that's, that's a good one him. but just stay on that track yeah. like I didn't need all the like, like don't half ass I think he needed the story. domino effect though and, yeah. I, and I agree that because that, her, she played domino in Deadpool the, <laughs> I guess it would be the domino effect um <laughs> But you, I, did he, do you think he killed her? He never saw her again after he was in her apartment. Well, that's just the thing. After the finger gun thing. And also, he maybe he just kills all the black women in the movie. He just doesn't like black women. He was, oh, the, the, the nurse at the, at the end. end. Yeah. I did like the, um, the um, um, what's the old comedy sketch? Da, 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 Benny oh, Hill. the Benny Hill the running Benny back Hill and forth. That was a great way to end it. Just because you're like, what the fuck? And then he runs by again. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? Well, I want to address, though, his dance. Because you, you kind of made fun of it. But I love that dance because it starts off hilarious where it's like he's like oh you dance so great really thanks and he's like having a conversation with himself as if he's at a nightclub and you're laughing at it and then when he's doing it later 
it's kind of sad and you're like that's such a it's such a weird gross like Jack, like uh, Joaquin Phoenix has such a gross body to begin yeah. with and he, he knows how to manipulate it so it's just fucking Wayne's gross looking yeah. contorting around and then it gets sad but then by the time he's doing it at the end it's fucking terrifying right where you're like this psychopath is just feeling and moving how he wants to move in the music to his in his head and it's creepy one of the scenes it's awkward and it's terrifying that was one thing I should say the score I liked a lot too who did it I don't know I should look that up on the it way it was simplistic here. but very effective yeah like in terms of like it felt like a French avant-garde sad clown move just low cello yeah. strings but then every time the Joker popped up it was like that like almost Logan style that boom the heavy bass boom it was really boom, cool boom um, yeah. but the one sequence I to me like honestly was just the short film within the larger movie that I loved to death was just him on the subway mm-hmm. the way that was shot the way like, they, like the lights kept cutting out and again like it ends with him going from hyperventilating to just doing this weird dance, dance. alone in a yeah. dirty gotham it's so bathroom. fucking weird You're like can you imagine opening the door and seeing a clown i know covered in blood dancing in a bathroom isn't, like, this that, is a good, isn't that a kind of good joker that that to me was the the, the crucible moment. yeah i like like that moment a bit actually. i heard something uh, someone was some one of these bullshit like um online quote unquote journalists like journalism type shit um like buzzfeed or something was bitching it was hilarious about how uh misinterpreted things can be because they were bitching about how after the joker brutally kills a guy with a pair of scissors uh it then plays that hockey song yeah that, that, and they're like what is this some sort of rom-com is it is it socially smart to uh to have such a comedic scene like like um what's the word i'm looking for here just to juxtapose, juxtapose such a brutal murder with such oh, a, sure. a poppy song. What is this, Guardians of the Galaxy? Like that's not that's not good for culture and people. It's like, but the the, the underscore of that music was that's the it's game time. Mm. He's now the Joker. Yeah, he's now taken the last step. He's in his fucking outfit, and it's time to play ball. You know, right. the, the puck's about to hit the ice. So I really enjoyed it on that level. But it's just funny seeing, and if you can misinterpret that moment so badly right. I can't imagine what people are misinterpreting about the whole movie sure like it's an exploration of of. I like that it's a it's, it doesn't hammer it on the head it keeps it simple that it just talks about how society abandons the mentally ill yeah ultimately right and what can lead someone down a horrible path and I agree with you that the choices could have been a little tighter as to what because the mother thing is amazing a little weaker with Zazie Beats yeah the wing thing, I fucking hate exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. But I, I admire the effort, especially when you have a major studio breathing down your neck and you're doing everything to create an indie flick yeah. with Warner Brothers breathing down your neck. I think they walked that line as well as they ever could. Right. You know? I, I'm trying to think of other ways, because the problem is with that character is like once you get rid of his job, it all becomes about his personal life. Because again, I'm thinking about like Travis Bickle mm-hmm. and fucking Taxi Driver. Almost like there weren't a lot of ways... To have his character kind of push boundaries and, and grow, right. other than being like, well, maybe he's no good at fucking dating people. Well, maybe he gets fired from his job. It's like, but there's got to be something else he can do. I know, with them. but like, it's, it's they just tough. Talk, they picked like the easiest stories to yeah. tell. You know what I mean? But like, it's tough though because it's it's. And again, I'm always rallying against classic heroes' journey and stuff. But then, what other? You, they use the classic ones to appeal to the most people possible. Mm. Which is what you got to do when you got people breathing down your neck to make money. Right. You go a little too avant-garde with it. No one's gonna fucking go see it. They. That's what Jared Leto's Joker was. Sure. Super avant-garde of like we're gonna turn him into this tatted up, 
uh, king of crime, contemporary reality mobster I, see, psycho. I no think, one liked it. I think they were so much quiet subtlety to, to Joaquin. Now I'm doing it. Jo- the Joaquin Phoenix version. I called him Joaquin for my whole life. <laughs> like since I since I saw Gladiator. So it's just it's so hard no, to get it out of my head. Do it. Yeah. Um, I feel like, the, like he had the ability to hold the movie. And again, I, there's not, I don't know how much collaboration it goes in the process of being like between the writers and the fucking directors and everything. Like mm-hmm. when you're working a huge studio. On something that size. That yeah. size. But it's just like, I, you, it, it could have just been a little tighter. And I, this is coming mm-hmm. from someone who watched the movie and didn't make millions of dollars fucking making it. Yeah. But having said that, I'm just, it, as an audience member, I just sat there half the time being like, there's, a lot of air in this, and the moments that are supposed to be impactful aren't as impactful as mm-hmm. they could be. Okay, fair enough. Um, but again, because that guy's so good at being that character, like the scene where he's in the stairwell going through his mother's history and realizing, mm. like, oh, she was wrong, I fucked up. Like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. reason I am like this is be all her fucking fault. Her, her, her boyfriend beat the shit out of me and gave me brain damage. Yeah, I've suppressed all these memories of being chained to a rat and shit. Like yeah. I, that I could have used more of that more than him like fucking stabbing homeboy in the eye or starting a fucking that was great uh, though uh, starting a fucking you know one percenter subplot about like fuck the rich we're the jokers I'm like wait I think the, um does the opening scene encapsulates the whole movie because he has a sign that says everything must go and he's literally hit beaten over the head with it that kind of encapsulates the whole fucking movie because hmm. everything has to go for him to be free to be this insane person right and they beat the audience over the head with it and they li- <laughs> <laughs> within the first 10 minutes of the movie too it kind of encapsulates the whole damn thing no I gotta admit man like you saying that like for example that his laugh at the end is the first genuine laugh he has because it's him kind of Unlocking his Joker self. Mm. I maybe I gotta see it again. I, I don't know. Like, you think it might grow on you? It might. Maybe I'll see it again and behave and hate it, <laughs> and then we could do a, a, a follow up podcast. A follow up over just like Joker Part Two. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it the first time, man. This movie was such. I was sleep deprived. I had a puppy. <laughs> You could have shown me a fucking laser pointer on a wall for twenty minutes. I would have been amused as fuck. <laughs> Give it all the options. Um. I, actually, no, I'm, I'm trying. To, I'm really tired. But I'm trying to think what else. Where does he? Uh, where does the Joaquin Joker for you in terms in of the ranges of Jokers? Yeah, um, I don't, that's a, that's what I appreciate about all the Jokers is they're so different. It's yeah. hard to put one above the other. Yeah, it's true. I, <clears throat> I really don't like Jared Leto's Joker. I really don't. And maybe if they had more than thirty seconds of screen time to flesh him out. I don't like his laugh. His ha 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 ha. Oh, I remember that from the tra- full confession. I still haven't really seen Suicide Squad. No, it's a horrible movie. Don't waste your time. And the and Joker's in it for literally. I think they counted out to like three and a half minutes or something uh, in the whole movie, and they cut his part down so much. There's no way to really judge him other than visually. And I think he visually looks fucking horrible. Right. His laugh is terrible. I don't like Jared Leto to begin with. At least I knew he was damaged. <laughs> You hear the explanation for that, though? What? It was um, when Batman... Because um, Batman beat his teeth in. That's why he had the grill. And they took him to Arkham and tried to give him... The uh, brand? Uh, uh, electroshock Oh, electroshock. So he said that uh, his perfect criminal brain had been damaged by electroshock therapy. So he put damaged across his head. Okay. That was their thought process behind it. It's fucking stupid. Okay. Why did every character in that movie was covered in tattoos? It was weird. I think... Harley Quinn had them. But I guess every, no, everyone did. 
Really? Literally every character had tattoos that defined their character in some fashion. Tattoos are for bad people and, and pirates for so, the 80s. The director, when the movie was set. Right. <laughs> the director really liked tattoos and then just wanted to overuse the fuck out of them. But, um... But yeah, as to your question, I don't. It's it's hard because he's he's brilliant performance by Joaquin Phoenix. Jack Nicholson is just fucking Jack Nicholson. Yep, he has no depth to that character. He's just boogieing down to Prince. He loves art. He loves art, and he loves Prince, and he loves Prince. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Jer- um, Heath Ledger's Joker is, I think now it's sort of like comparing Heath Ledger to. Like, just the depth of the character to mm. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Heath Ledger almost seems more two-dimensional now. Because he's just chaos. Yeah. That's all he is. What's your motivation? Chaos. Why? Fuck you, chaos. Right. I'm just a complete sociopath. Right. And uh, Arthur Fleck has a little more humanity to him. Which I guess is is objectively dangerous in 2019. Because sure. when he... The scene on the subway when he shot those guys, I was like, fuck Yeah. I actually was like, yeah! And then I thought, someone like... Because I'm pretty crazy, but I'm not... I'm functioning crazy. Right. Someone like an inch more crazy than me could be really inspired by And that. be taking the subway home from the movies. Right. Yeah. And just be like, oh, some jackass is harassing a woman. Boom! Right. But then again, hey, fucking jackasses harassing women probably deserve a bullet to the head. Let's or the nuts. Right? There's seven billion of us. We can't care so much about these monsters. Yeah. <laughs> And that's why I'm a functioning psychopath. Yeah. Yeah, and the nuts, then they can't reproduce. That's true. And they'll probably just bleed out. Let's be let's be fair. I think they should have to live with the fact that they got shot in the nuts for trying to assault a woman. I think they they gotta live with that. They pull the nuts down and then shoot them so they don't hit the femoral artery there. Mm. But uh, did I say that right? Femoral artery? Um, So, we've talked about this. I'm so fucking tired. I'm going to bounce around like a cat after a laser pointer. Um, we've talked about this before, how, like, 100%, no re- no reasonable doubt whatsoever, rape cases should just be castrated. Mm. Just get rid of that testosterone. You don't need that in this fucking mix. Right? Uh. Then, uh, any, re- any doubt, though, any shade of doubt, you can never castrate an innocent person. Right. Fucking one's caught on tape or something. Right. Good punishment. And also, I'm sure it would keep the numbers down. Keeps their numbers down, they can't reproduce, gets rid of all their testosterone, they're mm. gonna become, like, an old fat cat. Who's been fixed? <laughs> uh, that's just the worst I- fucking image in my head. Of just a bunch of fucking people. Hello, sir. My name is Todd Phillips. I just moved from the neighborhood, and I want you to know I have been charged with sexual assault. <laughs> I think it's Todd Phillips, the director of the show. I didn't even think it. <laughs> I just picked the first generic name that popped in my head. Um, in the Sorry, set- Todd Phillips. I'm not calling you a fat pederast. The thing is, they yet. said... Uh, yet. <laughs> the operative word being yet. Uh, he said that Joker, that Joker will never go up against Batman, but they're considering a sequel, and that bums me out. Because they, in my opinion, again, it, it, I, all power to anyone who hated it, I think they nailed that character, Arthur Fleck's Descent into Madness. I don't want to see the next chapter of his life. I want to see him in the mix with the larger universe now. Because mm. they established there's a larger universe. They're not in New York. They're in fucking Gotham City. Right. So it, he is part of a bigger world. And I think that actor could really pull off support. Like, he could steal the show being in the movie for ten minutes. Right. I want to see him mixed in other things. I don't want to see another chapter of Arthur Fleck's life. We've seen it. He's Joker now. Right. Done. We just need to find what the Joker would motivate the Joker to do his next thing. Mm-hmm. 
which requires other characters. Right. But they very pretentiously were like, me will never meet Batman. I don't know why Todd Phillips is Todd <laughs> Phillips. Is Apparently French. he's a fucking French guy now. French guy, uh, uh, castrated pedophile. <laughs> 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 no, I, was, I was thinking it took me like two thirds through, through this movie now I remember what I was originally going to say in the beginning mm-hmm. is that back in the day whenever the Joker used to be a dude who just f- was the Red Hood fell into some acid came out he was pressed into the job you know he was kind of like failed comedian owed the mob some money yeah. the idea of the Red Hood was that they had a patsy for every he was like Oswald like he was a patsy he was fucking essentially framed by this fucking uh, held or forced into the job by this gang these gangster companies yeah. so that's his breaking point he was like I was Supposed to trust these guys. They're supposed to get me money, and now look at me. I'm this fuck up, and everything's gone to shit. So he snaps, and I don't know if you're like Arthur. He's just a he's just a guy with makeup. <laughs> he's just a a a, a, a loony dude who, who stops taking his meds. Who knows what Arkham will do to him? Maybe he uh, he had. I mean, he had to have. He likes to dance. He loves. I see. I know. I like because <laughs> it was so disturbing. It reminded me of um, something from. Uh, the Master, the P- the Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, right. One of my lesser uh, enjoyed Paul Thomas Anderson movies, but just his character in that. Just this little drunk fucking ex-Marine getting into Scientology. He's always all curled he up and gross. He moves all broken. He moves all, he's always tiny next to everyone yeah. and gross looking. And it just reminded me of a dance he would do. Sure. It just, um... Now it, you just, I was trying to think, what's the last Walking Phoenix movie I saw? And it was that you were never really here. I never saw that. It's good, but I'm just imagining him all fat dancing around with a ball peen hammer as he caves dudes' heads in. It's Boom. somehow even more terrifying. Yeah. But then it went, where did it come? Like, I think the idea of Joker being some sort of master tactician of plans came from the Dark Knight. I when, know. When, I mean, like in the animated series and the comics, he's always organizing like killer bees and like audiences and shit. And silly gases comic book and, stuff, but I never saw him as some sort of master tactician. He's supposed to be brilliant. He's like one of the uh, smartest of Batman's rogues gallery. Really? Is yeah. that but is that a more modern take on him? No, I think that's always been in there. Is he's, a, like he's, the, he's, he's a super villain. I mean, he just beat Robin to death with a with a hammer because that was fucked. Right, but like there was nothing like super Lex Luthor lever. Like I always or thought, Lex like, Luthor was the brains. Joker was just uh, hilarity and insanity. I'm thinking of like you know Joker's. They were seen jo- uh, Red Joker's last laugh, where he fucking just snaps. Basically, he finds out he's terminally ill, and okay. so he's just like, I'm gonna go on the last hurrah of my entire life. And he just goes on like this global rampage, and like the entire Justice League has to get involved to stop him and shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that the, that no fucking like. Stooge could pull that off. You gotta be like, you know, a, he's got money, he's got planes, he's got Bob. He's got Bob. <laughs> like, he, he killed Bob. He shot him because he he's lost got his la- balloon. He's got la- <laughs> <laughs> my balloons. He stole my balloons. I love that delivery. He sounds like an eight year old kid. Yeah. My balloons. No, I love, I love objectively that he shot his number one man because he lo- his someone stole his balloons. So Batman stole his balloons. The best. But um, having said that, yeah, I think he's supposed to be like brilliant. I don't uh, maybe think like, about because like even like the Arkham games, dude breaks out of. Uh, so he's got his plan. Yeah, yeah that's his plan. Always, that's a very like that is a more modern approach. Like the character's ninety years old, 70, 85 mm-hmm. years old now. I don't like. I don't know. I don't know if he's always been this master tactician or if this is he's risen to this uh, super super villain because of all his modern. Uh, interpretation. there's been like six of them and each one's been more popular than the right, last right, one. Right, right, right. So you have to keep building them up, building them up. You ever seen the one where he, Batman exposes his boner? 
What? <laughs> <laughs> it became an internet meme, but it's just basically. <laughs> oh no, I have seen that. You're like what? It's a boner because I guess boner meant like a, a gaff. A gaff. He, he, he screwed up as well, but there's this infamous panel where the Joker's like, "I'll show them. They're all gonna laugh at my boner." boner yeah, and ironically, you see uh, Joaquin Phoenix jacking penis. it. No, uh, he's when's he jacking it? He's jacking it in the movie. Whenever you ever notice that it was really, it's not brought up. But after he murders his mom, he's sitting in the hospital in the bed. Where another thing about that movie: who the fuck runs a late night show in the eighties and is like, I'm going to show you footage from a, a fucking shitty stand up bar where somehow someone got seen almost like a Howard Stern gotcha type thing. Yeah. VHS footage of some poor dude who's clearly mentally unstable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just, I'm like, how was it a slow news week or something? Hey man, it's the eighties. <laughs> Who filmed this shit? What's going on? Like, it, I didn't, I didn't have a real umbrage with that. Cause it did feel like a shock jock type of douchebag move. That scene just felt like they wrote it Sorry. and they were like, so someone films them. What? Like on their phone. They're like, Oh wait, VHS recorder. Uh, VHS recorder. I don't want to change shit. shit. Like when's he? Because when he's in his tidy whities dancing, you can clearly see his wiener flopping around, which is a, li- a little unsettling. I was thinking of the scenes right when they call him and they're like, "Hey, we're from the show, and we'd like to have you on." He's in the background and he's clearly got his hand down his. Oh, he's yeah, in. He's jerking it. I, I was just like, that. "What the." F- that must have, he must have again been interpreting the master because I think he's constantly jerking off. Well, the maybe master. it was just because he killed his mom and some sort of Oedipus sure. thing where he's just like, she's dead and I'm thinking she, I think maybe. he's in her bed. Like, I don't know. But it's like, like I, like, I really <laughs> love that scene when he, um, when his face was painted completely white and his two friends showed up to comfort him, quote unquote, but they were just trying to find out to see what he told the yeah, cops. Yeah, yeah. And just his whole delivery and that whole meme was like, yeah, she's dead. No, it's pretty great. And how he's just hanging off of the... I like the way he positioned himself yeah. with those creepy arms, like gnarly arms yeah, yeah. hanging off. And it's just white face. No I, makeup, just the white just face. Just the white. Yeah, that's unsettling as shit. But I know, because that's the thing, I kind of like, I think anyone who has a passing understanding of how movies work and was stupid enough to watch that second trailer knowing how much it would have given away. Yeah. Um, I knew Robert, like, I remember when that trailer came out, or my one friend posted it in our group chat, and I was like... So we're going to see Robert De Niro get shot in the face on live TV, right? Like two months ago. So I knew that was going to happen, going to happen but a burst of, again for me, and again, maybe I'm fucking exhausted from, from being up for six days with a puppy, but the interaction between them was so tense. The whole third act was so tense. Right. If I hadn't been so exhausted that I was just flopped in a, in a reclining theater seat, I would have been on the proverbial edge of my seat. Like, it was, it was great. The whole I, interview part? The whole interview part. And then, then the whole third act, I thought, like really picked up i really enjoyed when the riot started and the um, the the uh, release of the joker and he finally finds his fame and his fans are surrounding him and he's doing his dance i really enjoyed it because that was a moment like if it had been more artistic there, like, a spotlight would have hit him in that moment because he's finally in the spotlight i like the takeaway that they smashed up the dude's commandeer name and smashed up that cruiser to free him but he was so preoccupied with dancing on the fucking hood of that cop car that he just got arrested and brought to Arkham again. anyways. Like, well, because then that plays into that the whole thing was just a story the Joker was telling. In his fucking head. Here's my question. If that had been panel-based story in a comic book, would you have hated it as much? Or no, you don't hate it. It doesn't seem like you hate it. No, but. it's just, it was, I was just, again, it was just disappointing how much air there was. And I was like, well, that seemed kind of fucking mm. aimless. If it was a comic book and it ended with like the exact same way, like he's just like, and you're like, oh, this whole thing may have been a story of the Joker's. It's a good question. Um, 
again, because it feels like fucking, you know, remember Dallas who shot JR? And they, yeah. okay, and they did this whole season where fucking all this shit happened to characters that weren't even involved with the JR murder. And it turned out all to be a dream. So that whole season was for fucking nothing. Like the season of Roseanne. Did, they, would, did that happen too in Roseanne? Mm-hmm. Because uh, the last season, they're rich, and it turns out to be a book that Roseanne was writing. Well, that's the most offensive thing that Roseanne Barr has ever done on that. I show. think. This, did you see her on Joe Rogan? Yeah. She's. She seems like she had. She has. She's like the Joker. She has. She was an accident. Has serious brain damage. And so it's. She like, always has seemed like that though. She did that laugh at the uh, opening title sequence and everything. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. I don't know what you're saying there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Roseanne on Joe Rogan. She seems really lovable. She's like, I'm not fucking racist. I'm not fucking Republican or Democrat. And then she, but then she goes from like crying and apologizing for what she did to in a flash saying, fuck anyone who gets offended by me. I don't care. See, that's what she has brain damage. She well, literally has brain damage. That's what I was about to say. I'm so just I like, sorry for Roseanne. I'm like, how much of that? Because you know, in her head, they were like, they were trying to get her on the show for so long. Mm. So she probably built it up in her head, like, you have to go in here with this fucking apology, blah, blah, blah. But then the second she got that out of the way, she just regresses back and, like, I don't give a fuck. And she flips back and forth through the whole Does thing. Does she? Like, she goes from manic, uh, forgive me, to manic, go fuck yourself multiple times gotcha but Joe Rogan even talks about the fact that she has brain damage and how it affects her life and it's she's just it's sad now I feel really bad for Roseanne that she made some stupid joke but a person she didn't even know was fucking black and now she lost everything because of it and she fucked Tom Arnold yeah who's that worse for though <laughs> that's like equal that's that's like a grizzly bear fighting a polar bear. I don't know who comes out on top of like that my, one. It's like my dad getting murdered by my mom. It's like, that's getting worse the yeah, more I think yeah. about it. Like, oh, it's God. It spirals into madness. But, um, yeah, spiraling into madness. Spiraling theme of the day. Ultimately, uh, I, I have to give the old Siskel Niebuhr thumbs up to Joker. I think I think you got to go see it. I think you got to judge it for yourself. And um, don't listen to us or anybody else. It's 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 a movie that uh, it's not everyone before even seeing the goddamn movie was bitching about how this is going to cause fucking violence in our society. Ironically, though, John Wick comes out where he kills like forty eight dudes in less time than it takes to say it. No one says shit. <laughs> and those people must all be eating their words if they actually take the time to go see the movie and see that it is a little heavy handed and on the nose. But it is about mental illness and how the system fails people. Right. And how that's going to erupt in violence if we don't do something about mm-hmm. it. So all these, like, people just vomiting out their bullshit are going to really probably, well, no, they'll find a way to fucking talk around it and right. make, make themselves still right. Almost as poor a decision as those people I saw getting the Walking Phoenix Joker tattooed on them before the movie came people out. People did that? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, bro. Like, people were getting, like, you know, Heath Ledger, uh, yeah. J- Arthur Fleck ones, like, you know, paired up and shit like that. It's like um, a Jar Jar tattoo. Well, actually, even though he's a great performance so there's that you know i mean i'm just I, it's from the perspective just like really like stop that stop fucking going nuts for shit before you fucking you don't see it for better things well you don't fucking flip out about a movie inciting violence when there has been no violence to be incited like just yeah. i'm so sick of this shit Yeah, because nothing happened nothing fucking happened no. ironically the batman movie did that shit yeah like, and it had nothing to do with batman joker, and the joker wasn't even in that one so no, I, did he sh- I thought he shot up dark knight he shot up no, Rises? It was Rises. And he wasn't even emulating the Joker. He just had red hair. Yep. But people just jumped on it yep. as if it was the Joker. Duh. <laughs> he just shot up. So it could have been any movie in theaters that week. Yep. And then they blamed Batman. And then the family of the victims are the ones who were bitching about the Joker. Mm-hmm. 
But it's the Marilyn Manson back in the Columbine thing all over again. Yeah. Like, all fucking over again. Have you listened to Marilyn Manson recently? God, no. He was on the radio. <laughs> God, no. He, he I'm sure he's as lecherous in the interview as he is to look at. No, his, have you listened to his music recently? Because no, he was on the radio uh, when I was driving up a, a few weeks ago, and it shocked me how tame it was. He's like... 50-something. You know, his old music. Beautiful. He was beautiful people playing. Ah. And I just remember back when that came out in, like, what, 97, 98, yeah. something like that. It was like, this is fucking crazy music. This is devil music. The beats are so crazy. Blah, blah, fucking blah. And then I listened to it now in 2019. It's like, this is so quaint. Yep. Oh, shit, dude. They did the same thing about Alice Cooper, about yeah, Kiss, yeah, yeah. about Black Sabbath. So like quaint. They always need someone to point their finger at. But you listen to fucking, like, Paranoid now, you're like, I don't... I don't think it's Satan. I just want to go for a drive and maybe yeah. throw a bowling ball through a window like Days to Confuse style, but that's about it. So does that mean religious people are right and Satan's one? Now that we're listening back to me. Or, or, yeah, obviously. Yeah, that's, that's what it means. Yeah, totally. So Satan is one. Well, clearly he has a better taste in music. So you, Have you heard Christian rock? Oh, yeah. It's fucking awful. Yeah, it's just fucking horrible. <laughs> Can we just end this podcast by chanting Hail Satan, Hail Satan, <laughs> Hail Satan over and over again? How do you pronounce that backwards? Here's your batch. That'd be great if right now poof, a little demon showed up and just appeared. Or better yet, you just hear it on the lo-fi audio just really quietly like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's going to freak me out later. Oh, did you know that Alec Baldwin almost was Thomas Wayne? That would have been... That would have been great. Really? I thought that would have been terrible. It would have been too much star power, I think, but he would have... Yeah. He would have fit the role, though. He would have fit... He would have physically fit the role, but I would not have been able to not see Jack Donaghy. He would have been... Yeah, he would have been Jack Donaghy entirely. But it would have been good casting. Like, it's... I kind of like the way there weren't too many famous people in that Who was that guy? I reckon... He's one of those people I said to Sam earlier where it's like, um, I recognize that I don't recognize him. Yeah. But no, I know him. Because he, he has a little bit of the dude... Oh, I'm going to kick myself for forgetting his name. Who plays Mance Raider. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has a little bit of the dude from... The neighbor dad from American Beauty that shoots Kevin Spacey. Yeah, it's like those you, two just mush together. you put him in that machine from The Fly, that dude from Joker would walk out the other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the guy that the Joker stabs with the knife... Or the scissors. Yes. Who's that He's guy? recognizable, too. The second he showed up in the beginning, I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? And the funny thing is... He, is he in Barry? He's the fucking big guy from he's Barry. He's the big guy from Barry. Holy shit, but he has an accent. He's Russian yeah. in that one. Yeah, yeah, he is. With his fish lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the dopey eyes. The funny thing is, they casted that dude almost exactly like the same guy who... As the guy who gives Travis Bickle the gun in the paper bag. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was watching, like, wow, he looks... There's, I think they were intentionally casting people... To look the part, because even Zazzy Beats has echoes of the chick from uh, uh, King, King of Comedy. Comedy. <laughs> Scorsese executive producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was just like, "Yeah, put my put my name on it, and then you're gonna get gonna get a lot more funding." I want. <laughs> I uh, that is something you should see. Yeah, that is something you should see, my friend. Yeah. Um, I like to think that like they just he read the script and he was like, "Oh, you're dropping that many references to my flick, so I get a cut of this I get, shit. I, get I can be a producer. Yeah. Oh, fuck yes." Yeah. Well, as soon as you see executive in front of producer, you know they're just using their name to get investors on board. Yeah. And they have very little say right. in, in anything. Listen, it's... it's I, I, As a huge fan of the character, um, as a Walking Phoenix fan, I was entertained. Mm. Totally, 100%. Are you not entertained? <laughs> I was totally entertained. <laughs> um, I love the soundtrack. The soundtrack was great. I love the aesthetic of Gotham City. Mm. Again, it was just the plot. At certain points, it just kind of felt like 
It's like when you're driving and like you all of a sudden it's winter and you, your car starts to list a little bit towards the left <laughs> and you have to like, oh, wait, 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 what? And you have to like auto correct it. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you go a little too far and then you have to correct backwards. It kept doing that. Kind of kept swerving. The second like we go to Wayne Manor and we got him fingering Bruce Wayne's mouth, we got to fucking go back to him in the theater talking to Thomas Wayne in the bathroom. I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus, no, just stay in the middle. I don't like being ham fistedly mm-hmm. given shit like this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was it was enough that it took me out of it. Is I guess the, the what I'm trying to say. Fair enough. But having said that, it is it's 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 alright. I like Joaquin. Right. We should uh, hopefully it'll inspire some people to put on clown masks and riot. Uh... Well, that happened last year. Don't you remember the crazy clown scare of uh, 19, 2018 or was it seventeen? Was it somehow related to ICP? Unfortunately, no. There was no day glow being sprayed onto folk. Aww. So basically, or fake glow, I should say. Oh, all the clowns are showing up everywhere. You're talking about those? All the it's? Remember, like, they were just hanging out by the edges of yeah, woods yeah, yeah. and, like, hanging off fucking, like, billboards and shit like that? That's, that fascinates me. Because that has to be, like, there's a mentality there of a group of people who are trying to achieve something, but what exactly it is is very hazy. I think you're giving too much credence to a bunch of people who just go online see like oh this is trending I'll get attention if I fucking but just do this the shit type of person they don't get attention and no one knows who they are so that's like that's an interesting psychology and there's crazy clown people out there cause they no one like it's not like like oh Jim you were fucking you were right. on TV last they're night they're all anonymous all anonymous but then it all went away at the same time so just yeah. literally they're just these media attention fucking losers like if it's, it became a thing then sure but uh, it didn't I hope the world is interesting enough that they were ancient demons <laughs> taking oh the form of clowns yes. and feeding off fear. They were just a bunch of Pennywises. Yeah. Oh, okay, now you sold me. Right? Yeah. I, I hope, I, but but the world's not that interesting. <laughs> it could be. We don't know. Maybe that's just what it took is like some sort of weird incentive. They're like, <coughs> so this demon can see both forwards and backwards in time. And like, don't worry. In a couple years, scary clowns are going to be hot. They're going to be huge. They're going to be huge. Now is the time. We strike while the iron's hot. You know the world we do live in? in? In 20 years, they'll do a documentary and reveal that it was guerrilla marketing for it. <laughs> it might have been. The, the theatrical release of it. And not the lizard people that we hope it is. Oh. I just want it to be lizard people. I really wish lizard people were real. How awful would it be they take off the clown mask and it's just a horrible lizard person? Lizard person underneath. That would be great. I hope the earth is hollow mm-hmm. and there's a dinosaurs down there. Unicorns. Aquaman. Yep. Just chilling with that giant. Did you ever end up seeing Aquaman? Fuck no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> It's so. Nice to know. I would not recommend it outside of a, of a giant theater because it is. <laughs> That's exactly well. That and fucking the redheads, bro. I just I couldn't do it. I yeah. can't. Dude, no. bro, Aquaman can't do it. So stupid. Uh, maybe he'll fight the Joker. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> they own all the rights. Anything could happen. Exactly. But um, yeah, want to take us out, sir? All right, guys. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. You can check out more episodes on iTunes, uh, on YouTube. And uh, <laughs> tune in next week for an exciting part two of two <laughs> of our uh, nineteen ninety four retrospective. And uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, it's like watching the movie all over again. <laughs> so great. See you next week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.